0: at butcherbox.com slash cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. Two more murders, fifteen miles we'll away. Police arrived. found telephone by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird. Morning. There is nothing more terrifying for a parent than when their child is sick or injured, and you must surrender them to the care of medical professionals. You hope that they are in the best hands, and trust that the doctors and nurses will do anything to make them well again. On October fourth, nineteen sixty-eight. A woman was born and would later become a nurse in a children's ward. Well, more accurately, she would become an angel of death. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Beverly Allett was born on October 4, 1968. From an early age, she showed a love for caregiving and often volunteered to babysit. Her caregiving, however, wasn't the only tendency Beverly exhibited. As a child, she would often wear bandages over pretend wounds to gain attention that she felt she lacked. She was the youngest of four children, after all. As she grew older, she spent time in and out of hospitals seeking medical attention for ailments, sometimes even self-harming. She somehow even got her perfectly healthy appendix removed. When she was 16, she left school to take nursing courses at Grantham College. Even then, she was known for her odd behavior. On one occasion, she smeared feces on the wall in a nursing home where she was training. She was often absent from school due to her illnesses. But despite all of this, And her failure of her nursing exams, she was taken on a six month contract at the understaffed Grantham and Kesteven Hospital in 1991. She was placed in the children's ward. That same year, on February 21st, seven month old Liam Taylor was admitted to the hospital. He was suffering from a chest infection, and Beverly took special care to assure his parents. She insisted that they go home and rest, and that their son was in very capable hands. When they returned, they found that their son, according to his nurse, had suffered a respiratory emergency, but had recovered. Not wanting to leave their son again, the couple spent the night. Their nurse volunteered to stay as well. Sometime around midnight, Liam suffered another emergency, but was expected to recover like before. He was left alone with his nurse for a moment and, somehow, his condition began to worsen dramatically. The emergency team was rushed in and they noticed that his monitors were not connected, which is why they were not notified immediately when he stopped breathing. Liam suffered from a cardiac arrest and severe brain damage. He was on life support until his parents made the agonizing decision to to remove it. His cause of death? Heart failure. Two weeks later, 11-year-old Timothy Hardwick was admitted. On March 5th, the boy died after the emergency team was rushed in and failed to revive him. On March 8th, one-year-old Kaylee Desmond went into cardiac arrest in the same bed Liam Taylor died in. This time, the team was able to revive the girl and she was transferred to another hospital. While there, a small puncture hole was found under her armpit and an air bubble near the mark. However, no further investigation was made. On March 20th, a five-month-old Paul Crampton was admitted for a non-serious infection. Just before he was sent home, he was tended to by Beverly Allen. Almost immediately, he began suffering from insulin shock, going into a near coma three times. He was taken to another hospital, and his caring nurse rode with him in the ambulance. Once he arrived, his insulin levels spiked again, but doctors were able to save the boy. This kept happening over and over. Children would be admitted for treatable ailments, and after they spent time with their doting nurse, Beverly Allott, they would suffer from cardiac arrest and high insulin levels. Some, the ones who were transferred to other hospitals, would often survive the ordeal. Others were not so lucky. Over a 59-day period, Beverly Allitt attacked 13 children, four of which tragically passed away. The parents were none the wiser, all of them believing that this caring woman, their child's nurse, was doing all that she could to help them. One parent, after her daughter survived one of Allitt's attacks, even named the woman her child's godmother. She believed that the woman saved her daughter's life despite the fact that the attack left her child with cerebral palsy, hearing and vision loss, and partial paralysis. It wasn't until April 22, 1991, when her reign of terror would end with one last victim. Claire Peck, 15-month-old asthmatic who required a breathing tube, was only under the care of Beverly Allett for minutes when she suffered from a heart attack. She was revived, left alone with Alad again, and suffered from a second attack. They were unable to save the girl a second time. A doctor, Nelson Porter, became alarmed by the number of cardiac arrests that seemed to rise over the last two months. He initially suspected an airborne virus, but after testing Claire's blood, they found high levels of potassium. Her body was exhumed, and it was found that she had lignocaine in her system a drug used during cardiac arrest, but never on an infant. The other cases were looked into, and a pattern began to appear. Further investigation found that Beverly had reported the key to the insulin refrigerator missing, and when they attempted to look at the nursing logs to find what nurse was on duty during the attacks on patients, they were missing. Beverly Allett was formally charged with murder in November of 1991. A search of her home found the missing logs and a background check revealed her past issues. It is believed that Beverly Allett suffered from Munchausen syndrome and Munchausen's by proxy, which is rare. She was charged with four counts of murder, 11 of attempted murder, and 11 counts of 11 counts of attempted murder and 11 counts of causing grievous bodily harm. While awaiting trial, Beverly developed anorexia nervosa, and her illnesses delayed the trial multiple times. The trial itself lasted two months, to which Beverly only attended 16 days, and ended in Beverly receiving 13 life sentences. It was the harshest sentence ever delivered to a female. She is serving her time at the Rampton Secure Hospital where she has been known to ingest glass and pour boiling water on her hands. It appears that she is still using illness and injury to garner the attention she feels she deserves. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 5th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon, or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning.